All right, let's run it. Let's run it. It's Whiskey Sour Hour. What's wrong with whiskey on a Wednesday? What up and welcome to another episode of the Whiskey Sour Hour. I'm half your host, Evan, a.k.a. The Movie Martyr, and here with me, as always, my man, Saman. Saman, a.k.a. Saman Almighty. Yes, sir. Back at it. They seem to like the top five list, so we're back at it again with a top five list. Hell yeah, this should be a good one as well, man. Content creators. Top five content yeah. creators. Creators, man. So this is going to be interesting to see what kind of influence like our you know getting into the content game and like what we've consumed over the years to like come up with our own content and what we put out on a weekly to day basis so for sure i was gonna see how long it took us but it's under a minute and you've already used the word that is it's kind of interesting when you're talking about this topic you said influence so like i didn't know if we were gonna say top five content creators top five influencers top five youtubers like you know what's kind of the mo so that's what that's the first thing i'm going to look at when we break down our list is where do most of your people come from because i'm curious to see what platform or how you kind of came about who you watch and who you absorb for sure for sure okay so how do you want to break it down do you want to go are yours like least important to most important least watch to most watch mine's kind of i think biggest to smallest mine's one through five so is your number one like your favorite and your number five is your least favorite like normal or is it it's kind of like a mix of both like i'd say like who i see the most and then down more okay yeah so that's kind of how mine was it wasn't like i've got some favorites towards the bottom but it was more it was more or less like i haven't watched them as much recently so they didn't rank as highly on my list but there are people on the bottom that i would put like their content above the people on the top, I guess. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I'd say so as well on minus two. Okay, so then I guess that being said, let's start with number one and work our way down for this list because it's kind of like who we watch the most. Uh, Go ahead and hit me with your number one. My number one is going to be Gary Vee for sure. I mean, I said Gary Vee because there's a lot of factors that go into this. I stumbled upon Gary Vee like... Uh, I'd say it was probably around like 2018, probably maybe 2019, early 2019. Okay. I mean, I see his shit all the time. I mean, I follow him on fucking Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. I listen to some of his podcasts still here and there. Um, I even follow him on Twitter. But um, he's really the reason why I got into content in the first place, you know, putting out videos, making shit. And just putting it out to the world for people to see. Um, in addition to that, I'd say like just like the motivation behind like his content. Like his content's mainly it's not like entertainment. It's more like I'd say, I'd say it's motivational in a way, but I wouldn't just classify it as a motivational content creator. He does a lot more than that. Um, definitely strive. He's a businessman at first for sure. Um, and that's what I really like seeing the business grind and seeing his day to day, you know, life when he was putting out the day in the V, whatever, the yeah, daily yeah, yeah. vlog he was doing. That shit was super. That was some super, of my favorite stuff of his. Yeah, dude, that shit was crazy. And he was putting that shit out. He stopped it, unfortunately, but 
um, just seeing like what he did on a day to day basis was really, really intriguing to see. And he did that just to prove to people like I'm really about this shit and like really <laughs> grinding out here. That was the main reason behind it. So um, so I really love that content, even some of the flipping shit, too, like the garage sales going out and fucking buying shit for a dollar, selling it for like 10 or 20. Uh, seeing that shit, he still does that. Um and then he he does writes books as well. I read I think one of his books. I forgot what it's called. I think it was like How to Turn Your Passion into something. I don't know if that was the title or something, but I read one of the books for sure. Um, <laughs> so all that in a whole kind of just like he really was like top of the spectrum really of why I started that why I started Simon Almighty and for why sure. I'm. And all like the shit I was doing beforehand until I figured out what I truly like to make content out of. So he really got me into the whole game in a sense. Yeah. And then, like you said, he's kind of everywhere. So what just as a fan of his, what would you consider his main platform? I know he kind of takes a hold of whatever's most popular. Like I've seen him a lot on TikTok now, but I'd, I found him on Instagram initially. I'd okay. say I would say Instagram is his main main one because he posts on there like four or five times a day bro i have his post notifications on too so i freaking <laughs> see when it, shout um, out to the post notifications post. you gotta have them on yeah you gotta have them on man for real you never know you just need to see something one day and be like fuck i need to be on my shit <laughs> the or whatever just it might an be <laughs> yeah turn on you your post notifications know. man you don't want to miss an episode every wednesday man like, you never know and then it kind of hit home during the time, yeah, like, it during the time I found him, it really pushed me out of, like, I guess, depression and, like, what I was at during that time. It kind of, like, pushed me out of that and, like, really uh, got me in a, it changed my perspective, really. He really changed the perspective, like, how to look at life and, like, um, what's really going on and, like, how to really, you know, go about it and make a difference and make a change and be the fucking change that you want to see in the world. Yeah, I mean, that's it. You called him a businessman first. I'd call him a businessman second. He's a motivational speaker first, it seems like, sometimes. That man sometimes, just, you know, he's sometimes. he's crazy about the the preaching. And the way and he it's says dope it, It's because too. he practices it, too. So a lot of people are like, you know, practice what you preach. And he's a good example of that, so it's all good. But, man, does that person, like, he just, he just runs around and tells people, you know, hey, hey. What the you know, fuck I, are you doing? <laughs> I, I put in the hours. That's why I'm where I'm at. And... You know, you could complain, oh, you could, shit. you could work, you could spend all this time asking me a question or you could go out there and do it yourself. And like, he's just not afraid to like, you know, be real with people, I think is the, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the real aspect and just the way he talks, like he curses a lot. I mean, uh, growing <laughs> up, I, we curse a lot as is, I mean, we uh, try to hold it back here on the podcast, but you know, it comes out here and there, a little bit. but, um, I feel like, yeah, the realness and just like the way he just presents, presents himself is just like some people like initially if they stumble upon that shit they're like who is this crazy man uh, but if people really like listen through i feel like he can really hit on some deep topics and uh, really start changing the perspective but um his true and then his whole story as like his come up and just what he's gone through in life was super interesting as well when he started you know as a kid and shit and like what he did um and he started making content when he was like 30, 32, I think he said. He was like, yeah, I didn't make a single piece of content until I was like 33 or some shit, 32. So 
Yeah. Um, and that was with the wine library TV stuff, just doing wine reviews because he was working in his dad's liquor store and all that stuff. And he scaled the fuck out of that shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, him. but a lot of that's just age, too. Like, I mean, you've got kids that grew up, you know, YouTube got big. That's what he's talking about is, like, he was that age when YouTube happened or some shit, whatever app platform right, right. or app that exactly. was. But now you've got kids that come up and, you know, the first piece of content is when they were X age and, like, because YouTube's already there. TikTok's already there. Instagram's already yeah, there. I know, I know. Kids nowadays, like, young kids are like, oh, that's a TikTok, dude. That's a TikTok, dude. Yeah. I think it's weird because, like, kids have that opportunity but a lot of times like i mean shoot the first person on your list and the first people on my list are both older so it's like i mean just because kids can go out there and make it doesn't mean that they necessarily know the business backing behind it and the branding and the marketing that like you're saying gary Mm -hmm. v is such a big you know entrepreneur he had that that ready and so like that's kind of like the other half of what being a creative is and so like you can have the creative side and then you have to go figure out the entrepreneur side but he's kind of the opposite he's the entrepreneur first let me go figure out the creative side exactly yeah um first people on my list we talked about them a lot so it's probably not going to be a surprise but red and link i just think i just think they had to be at the top because i i absorb so much of their content every month i mean they've got the podcast they've got the show and the after show on YouTube. They've had a couple different spinoff shows because of that. They've got another podcast. I think they're doing a scripted podcast right now. That's interesting. Never. That's interesting. Never seen anything like that, or I guess heard anything like that before. But uh, the thing that kind of just sticks out to me with them is their brand, like the way that they were able to take the show Good Mythical Morning and figure out how to how to build on top of that without ever getting in the way of the main show. Everything, you know, everything that they have and everything that they've they spun off, you know, they've got the Mythical Kitchen now with, with the guy that cooks their food um, and a couple of his friends going over and doing content fully based out of their kitchen and stuff that they had to have because, I mean, they're doing food almost every episode on Good Mythical Morning now. And, you know, they've got a podcast that spins out of that. And I don't know, like, just the way that they do their branding, the way that they're fan base interacts with them and that they like the way that they embrace and allow and encourage that like it's just so dope their uh their packages for subscribers and like the way that they thank their fans i mean have you seen they just did they're about to do another one but they just did a 24 uh i don't want to say 24 hour was it 12 hour i think it might be a 12 hour live stream something like that might be even longer than that but it's like it, it's just a it's a 12 hour live where like they're doing the whole good mythical morning bit for a full day like and that i mean that's crazy i mean it's one thing to sit in front of a mic and talk for a couple hours it's one thing to play a video game for a few hours straight but even you as a streamer you can attest to the fact that like that shit gets old after a little bit your back starts hurting yeah you yeah know? after Maybe. like four hours <laughs> okay so four so like that that what's your limit like thing? you'd probably say about six hours. be your limit yeah i four haven't really, hard, six longest i've streamed yeah probably around like i don't even know to be honest but usually around like like max i go at like six hours so imagine doing that then not only just being able to riff and being able to be entertaining for 12 hours but being able to stay in a good mood and it's not just them they've got That's they've got a hard, whole man. team of people behind them that are coming up with 12 hours of content, you know, like 
they're able to just do it all and they're they're you know coming up with creative interesting games and it's it's one thing to be able to do all of that but then it's another thing to be able to hold somebody's attention for 12 hours like that's crazy and i know people that are sitting there watching the full video right now like I mean, I know, it's, it, it's just, it's crazy. And then they already are planning to do it again. And it's like, dude, as soon as you did it once, it's like, I'd wipe my hands clean and be like, all right, good job team. We did it. Never do it again. Like <laughs> <laughs> we're good. We, we proved it. But I mean, as soon as they had time to do it again, they seem to want to do it again. And like, that's so just speaks to who they're kind of about. And like, it's just so nice to see there, there are creators and then there are like these tentpole companies and that's kind of like a tentpole company at this point. Like they're, yeah, company, they really you know, built it into an empire for sure. Yeah. I mean, they absorbed, uh, uh, Smosh from back in the day. You remember Smosh? Smosh. Kind of sounds brothers. familiar, but I don't think two brothers kind of exactly emo looking. Like they they used to do like skits and stuff like that. Just like weird little stuff. And, uh, their company grew a lot bigger. They're doing those whole try not to laugh uh, videos right now. Uh, I see. I see. Yeah. But they got absorbed by, or I mean, Good Mythical Morning saved them. They got absorbed by them. Who knows? You know, whatever way you want to put it. But they just got bigger and bigger. And I mean, you're looking at it, this huge, you know, quote unquote, YouTube company. And like 10 or 15 years ago, that wasn't a thing. Like people are talking about like supporting one person or supporting themselves or their family off of a YouTube income, they're supporting, you know, a hundred people off of a YouTube income. You know what I mean? I like, know like the whole team behind it. That's really what yeah. it's like. That's what I like to see as well. It's like building a team around what you're doing already and just like, you know, growing it to scale really. Yeah. And I mean, just look at what they've been able to accomplish. They're looking at 20 episodes or 20 seasons. I mean, of a uh, good mythical morning going into 20 seasons, they've hit crazy amounts of like, episode you know record breaker stuff that i'd only dream that we're able to hit one day like it's just it's wild and i mean and then they've got new stuff too like i mean i say new stuff but like their podcast just hit uh what was it 300 episodes something like that and they hit a little nice. benchmark and they had a little nice episode about it but they were like it seems so small in comparison because you're always talking about you know a hundred thousand subscribers and likes and a hundred thousand views and video and like when they hit that benchmark on all these different platforms and channels that they've got and they've just surpassed them all like and then so now talking about the podcast like 300 episodes seems small to be like celebrating to them but it's nice that they still do it hey you got to man you got to celebrate you know the small achievements and the big ones the little victories yeah man that's what it's all about man I feel like um, if you do it, if you set yourself up with long-term and short-term goals, and then you slowly chip away at the short-term, you, you you know, you make your way up to those big ones. So, dude, short-term goal, we've got okay. By the looks of, by the looks of when this will go out, we've got like a couple days to fix this one button on this website, and I, I we can say it now because like I I'm fairly confident that by the time that this drops the button will be fixed and people will be able to to add to cart but i guess we should explain or we can explain what we're, what we've been working on yeah let them know man so you you've had an interest you've got well before i let them know about this i want to get your news out too you i mean do you want to say it or should i cuz you're not just a student anymore yeah man let them know and then i'll explain straight be calling this motherfucker an intern from now on <laughs> <laughs> 
the yeah, intern. Because I'm pretty sure I, I mentioned it on the last episode. I had that interview with like four people. It was a four-on-one interview. Um, I guess I knocked it out of the park because I went. It was, you know, I went. <laughs> he says, I guess. Shit, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, damn. If you I guess, mean, you damn. guess. But yeah, but, uh, it's straight intern. So now. I went in on a Friday and then they called me back on Monday. So it was like a quick turnover. They were like, yeah, we we want to we want to offer you the position. We need you like as soon as possible. And I was like, sheesh. Yeah, <laughs> and you, I mean, do you think they listen to the podcast? That's crazy. Like Damn, what made them crazy, be like, yeah, we need sure. this mofo now? Like, because as right I said, now. they asked me some questions, <laughs> like some like, sati- like, like statistical questions. I mean, I answered the best I could some Excel questions. Yeah. Um, so and then some basic other stuff. But um, I guess they really liked me. So they offered me the job. So I, I'm starting here soon for sure. So, I'm, yeah. you know, humble and like, you know, I get nervous, you know, I don't have fear no more, but I still get nervous with, you know, new situations <laughs> and shit. No, no, but, no, no. I'm not scared. I'm just nervous. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I feel you. you know, I've never been in like, you know, the office environment, but it's nothing to nothing that I can't handle. So it'll be something, you know, new and just interesting because it'll be an intern position. So we'll really see like, you know did school really help me with this shit or not? Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I probably you, learned man. more on the job than most of the shit. Um, most definitely. So we'll see how that. it goes though. But it's like a part-time, part-time internship, like 20 hours a week. So at least yeah. they work with my schedule as well. So that's a good thing. Yes, sir. So yes, yeah, sir. man, man, you know the vibes. Oh man, he outed his job right there. I don't know. We might have to cut that part. <laughs> But, uh, but it's he's not, not he's company, not used to though. having it. He's not having a job yet. He's not used to it. <laughs> but they have a nice location too. I mean, it's not a bad. It's like a nice office building. Um, yeah, your big corner office. Yeah, they do a lot of accounting stuff for like restaurants and stuff. That's like their main clients. I see. Um, so they see. they outsource like these. They come into us, and then they outsource their, like their payroll stuff. Their you know accounts payable and all that shit. And then that's what we do for them. Ah, I got you. Speaking of outsource, that's that's what I should have done for this button on this website. It was absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. So we've been we've been struggling. We've been working full time, all hands, no breaks, everything like to this website because we wanted to get it up before October 1st. We're going to be launching our pink whiskey teas in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And we wanted to do it for October 1st and have the site up by then so that 100% of the proceeds could go to a charity of my aunt's choice. She's currently fighting the battle for her second time. So I know that, you know, it's going to be something important to her. So it was important to me to get that done. And I was sitting here looking at this one button. I was like, Simone, test the site. It's up. Test the site. And he's like, looks great. Can't check out. I don't know why. And I'm (laughs) like, oh, Lord, like, here we go. I knew it'd be something, but I don't know. It's always the last step, it seems like. Yeah, it usually takes a while, but with the side stuff, it gets a lot of, you know, it gets tricky at some points, especially with all yeah. the buttons and shit, so. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, most definitely. I don't want to make it sound bad, though. It's a super good thing. It's going to be for a super dope cause. I'm super excited to, to be doing or to be able to be doing something like that. You know, we weren't able to be in a position to do anything years prior. I mean, you know, you and I have both we've both been affected by it in different ways when we were growing up, obviously 
uh, years ago when she had it the first time. But like, it's one of those things where, you know, I mean, we were kids back then. There's absolutely nothing you can do. We're still, you know, I still feel like a kid now in a lot of ways. Like there's not much that you can really do, uh, you you know, in that predicament, there's not much that you can really say at the end of the day. Um, we're just lucky and we're just happy that we've got, you know, a huge family here to support her and we're going to be able to do something dope with the sour society. And, you know, I mean, she's been through it before, so she knows what she's in for and she can take it better than anybody, you know? Yeah. It's just tough. It's like unfortunate stuff like that in the world that really, you know, it's unfortunate, really. It's, it's the hard. It's one of the hardest things in the world. One of the yeah. hardest things in the world. Most and when you hear, once you hear it, it's just like fuck, man. Yep. You just like it just hits you in a certain way. You're just like fuck. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's it's just things that you never want to hear. There are certain things, yeah, and exactly. I even I've made jokes about it before about how like, oh uh, man, when my aunt will call, like half the times it's it's either really really good news or half the time it's really really bad news because she's always the one that'll hear something first, you know, family wise, and yeah. so. It's just like, you know, picking up the phone sometimes it's like, all right, what do you got for me? Please be the good news <laughs> type stuff. So you never want it to be the bad, but sometimes sometimes it's got to be. But that's life. You got to roll with the punches yes. and shit. Yeah, that's how life is, man. You're going to get challenged all the time. All the time. All the time. Um, So let's see. We're going down the list. I'm at number two. Do you want to go first or me? Because now we got we got all the news out of the way. I'm looking to fly by this list because these are all my favorite people. Like this is this is why I wanted to do this episode. These are all the people, like you said, that are that are why we're doing what we're doing. Oh yeah. So my second, I don't know if you, pro- I don't know, you might know this guy, you might not, but the channel is called That Was Epic. Have you heard of this guy before? Heard of him, but I don't think that I'm familiar with his videos. So this guy, so this guy, I've been watching him for, I say a few years for sure. Like I've been keeping up here and there with his videos. Um, he does a lot of like, you know, um, goes out in public and just like a lot of stuff, like what the comments say or just like messing with people or, you know, just like public interactions, you know, stuff like that. So some of the content he's made over the years has really, you know, got, it's good entertainment. I love to watch him from whenever I have like time or whatever, but um some of his videos are hilarious for sure um he has different like characters he plays as well sometimes but some of his favorite videos are like the ones it was like uh you know the picking up girls ones or he just goes up and just you know just acts you know crazy or just says dumbass yeah so he's doing like a lot of the uh campus stuff that like we were yeah the campus stuff yeah yeah that's just funny so that's right. kind of like why I did started doing those interviews, which I still want to do, hopefully here in the next month or so, um, get some more interviews going. We'll see how that goes. But I want to do more interviews. <laughs> he like he takes that. a pause. He's like, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how it goes. But I really want to do 20 things sure, at once. Man. I know. Yeah, most definitely. I think uh, I think those videos kind of. I'm trying to think of some of the other people that I used to watch that did that kind of stuff when we were growing up. But like a lot of those prank videos kind of spawned that because they were doing prank videos and then it was like, well, we don't want to be mean to people or we don't really want to rely on other people at all, period. So they would, instead of, you know, instead of trying to get a reaction out of somebody or a rise out of somebody, they would go up and ask a question. And Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of at least where I saw a lot of that start. And I think that's a lot better of a way to do it because I'm more interested to see 
that kind of content rather than the pranks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily consider it as pranks. Like, uh, I just mean that there are still there's still people that go out and do like when you see a vlogger or a content creator out on the street hunting people down to do something with there are people that do that to prank. And then there are people that do that to like, quote unquote, interview or play a game or whatever like that. And I always, I always saw when we were younger, you'd see more people pranking out in the street than you would interviewing. Nowadays you see interviewing than pranking. And I like that a lot better. Yeah, I do like that a lot better. And then nowadays with the pranks, half of them are straight fake. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. And yeah. you can tell because, like, uh, you can easily tell. I'll let you guys in on the little trick right there. All those Facebook pranks that you see on Facebook. Why those is are the, clearly on why fucking, does the prank bro. only last three minutes? Is it because Facebook monetizes after three minutes, or am I just dumb? Like on the like sh- the like one tab, it's just like those videos. Yeah. Yeah, dude, those are still so cringy, bro. You can 100%. just tell when it starts, bro. Like hundred percent. Like, it's just so stupid, bro. <laughs> and I don't know how that shit gets views, bro. That shit's ridiculous. Like, are people it's, not realizing straight. that shit obviously fake? It's like, all right, I'm going to put these ketchup packets in my mouth and act like... It's just straight people wanting entertainment for just, like, I just want something to put in front of my face. I just want something to, like, absorb or like or share or comment on. Even if they're going to comment fake, they just want something to watch. Yeah, that's that's why I wish people got more into like the quality content, like real stuff. But quality, what would you say? Quality of the content is based on the consumer's perspective, or the person creating its perspective. I mean, the quality of the content, it's on the, like it's on the person making it to make it quality, but the person making it is always going to cater to what does the people want? Like, what do we want? When do we want it? And they're going to do what they want when they want it at the end of the day. Um, Supply equals demand. So like, it's just, you know, it's tough because it's really trial and error. Really? Like, okay, here, I'll just, I'll knock it out with my second pick. So Casey Neistat is my second pick, right? Nice. Nice. I know who that is. Casey Neistat phenomenal content every time he has always referred to his vlogs as movies he's always taken his videos no matter how long or short very serious he's had you know some stuff make it onto hbo and he's had some documentary type stuff um but i just think like from a creativity standpoint it's epic and for a while a couple years ago he was doing the video every day and just the ability to be able to wake up come up with the idea shoot it edit it that night, wake up, upload it, do it again the next day. Like it's just That's honestly remarkable, dude. Like to be able to do crazy. that crazy. It's fucking remarkable, dude. That shit's hard work, bro. And there's something that he understood about like it, about like the video not having to look as clean at, I don't even know how to word it because it really is like it's magic. Like he walks this tightrope between like his videos don't look dirty. They don't look grungy, but like his title cards are handwritten. A lot of times to explain something, he'll put the camera like in a bird's eye view and like write it down on a piece of paper in front of you and like draw out, you know, what he's saying rather than what a lot of people would do nowadays, which is like drag it into iMovie or PowerPoint or whatever and go make their little, whatever their video that, yeah, that they're going to plug into their big 
editing software and then plug that into their video and it's like oh you know and i mean like you see it every day like people just just doing what they just saw on the video that they're watching but casey i don't know like he just the way that he comes up with things the way that he places the camera the way that he talks to it and like a big thing with his videos that stands out to me is the movement like he'll be having a conversation but he is moving not only throughout his office but throughout the city of new york a lot of the times in those old videos and like anything that he posts i just you it's a stamp of approval for me like the quality is just there yeah and, i would definitely give him that quality aspect because i have seen some of his videos and they're honestly really you can tell hella thought out hella like you know creative 100%. like the creative mindset behind that is honestly insane yeah and i use him to answer that question because he's an example of like if you do it and you show your audience what they should want, you show them a good video, you show them your style, you show them something unique, that's going to be what they want. But you have to set that expectation. And since he did that, he's able to do what he wants and it's perceived well because it's what the, the crowd wants, the audience wants, it's what his people want because he showed them that the, that's what they should expect. But you have people that have never done that and immediately started in this flow of like let me just do what's popular and yeah that's it's easy to lose yourself in that and the quality of the yeah. content as well mm -hmm. you know and that's kind of like what uh tiktok has become too uh whenever i was first initially using once like these trends come out like everybody and their mom is trying to you know recreate the fucking video <laughs> literally everybody with their mom like yeah uh. bro, like straight up and then that, and that's just repetitiveness i mean like i don't know um so that's what i'm saying so when it comes to like the, there has to be a differentiation between you know being a creator and then being a consumer and then being a creator you know what i'm saying um, 100% i feel like you should depict like what you like from what people are doing but have your own twist and um you know genuinity in it too and like show what makes you stand out well, what was that word gen genuality what was that what what does that mean <laughs> i don't know what that means bro that means just being genuine really just being yourself you know and not trying to you know I, I don't know if I said that shit right. I made no, it. No, it makes sense, bro. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. I'll just try to catch you because we were talking. I don't know. It was like it was sometime this week. We were talking about last episode or something. And we were talking about the stuff that we, you know, come across when editing. And you were like, yeah, sometimes I make up words. And I was like, do you? Like, give me an example. And we couldn't think of one, but that's what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> It makes sense. Uh, who's your number three? <laughs> genuality. Number three. Genuality. <laughs> nah, this place is uh, polluted with people, man. That, that video is shit. It's polluted with people. It's you can try to say populated. Populated. <laughs> polluted. Oh, my God. But the third one here... It's going to be Nick Merckx, man. You know who Nick Merckx Nick Merckx. Okay, yeah. yeah I'm surprised so he's not higher up. I know. Um, but Nick Merckx, man, I still, like, I've pretty much seen him, I mean, since I freaking started streaming, really. Um, and his comeback's been insane. The way he just, his streams, I mean, I still throw him on if he's on when I'm just, you know, chilling, vibing. Or just, you know, want, like eating something, I might throw him on. I, that's what I usually do. If I'm like eating something, I might throw a stream on here and there. So if he's usually on, I'll throw him on. But, um, you know, super cool dude. Funny ass shit, man. Um, 
honestly good at the games man he's a grinder for sure like some of his streams mm-hmm. i've seen full like 12 hours deep fucking jesus i know playing apex <laughs> all day like fuck but um yeah that man's crazy man like his like like in his community too like the way he just like runs the stream and just like how it's like set up is really like intriguing and like how i want my stream to be eventually um in terms of like how it is and like the community um you know interaction and like um building a good foundation you know to have a good place where people can just come by and just vibe out and chill um and then and not just the stream too man they're full killing it on youtube right now too his youtube game going up man he has like a whole team too as well um something i want to do as well Okay, well, walk me through, walk me, okay, I think I kind of get what you mean by team, but, like, walk me through, what do you mean, the di- what's the difference between his stream and his YouTube content? He's just clipping his stream, right? Yeah, he's just clipping his stream. It's not really different. It's just, okay. like, the way he's, like, you know, putting out the content, I should say. Um, you know what I mean? Um, on a day-to-day basis, like, this fool, like, every day, there's, like, a new video. Yeah. And it's not just one channel, it's, like, Motherfucker has uh, Nick Merckx, Nick Merck, more Nick Merckx, and then Nick Merckx shorts. Uh, there's like three different fucking channels, and he's on there like every day. So that's what I'm saying. So like being on top of like not just streaming because you you can stream all day, it doesn't mean you're gonna fucking get anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it comes down to the after after the stream really. Uh, what yeah, are you I mean, gonna the do? The stream's with- gone once you're off. So yeah, the stream's gone. It's like, what, how are people going to watch it the next time? Or, how, you know what I'm saying? How are people going to discover that you are even a streamer? Or like, you're actually good at the game or you're just funny or like what you do. That's what really yeah. matters. And just seeing like his progression. Because so he started playing, I think, Gears of War. I think that's what he started playing initially back in the day, like fucking years ago. Um, seeing his come up fucking through all these different games. Um, has been you know remarkable and just seeing the type of player he is man uh real teamwork you know gotta have that teamwork man it comes down to communication man um and throughout my last couple of streams met some great people man straight up uh had some great uh fucking games great fucking some mainly some you don't even get mics or they're just toxic as fuck but um (laughs) met a few good people man and we've been running it so it's been interesting. And then a few other streamers, too, that have hopped in the stream, and I play with them on a, almost every time I'm on, too. So shout-out Nug, man. Uh, Hell, yeah. <laughs> shout-out I've been Nug. peeping. Some of the streams <laughs> crack me up. Some, some of them are pretty good. Uh, I, like, but, uh, I like the vibe. I mean, it just depends because, like, at the end of the day, everybody's looking for something different. But I'm coming – if I'm going to watch a stream, I'm coming to laugh, like – always provide a laugh that's all yeah that's for all sure matters. man there's some funny ass moments for sure um you know i say some dumb ass shit sometimes i just be raging <laughs> it just depends but i've been working on the composure that when the sour society is sitting man. there like what i come here for that what are you talking about <laughs> but shout out hot like, tub man that fool is like keep your composure man <laughs> yo yo yeah so that keeping the composure funny. man especially when you're gaming for hours and, and like on stream and shit you want to be you know on top of your shit you don't want to be like raging all the time so i don't rage like that i get like disappointed but it is what it is um you <laughs> Not gotta put anymore. in the hours to get better you feel me um yeah but mainly i play rebirth as of lately have you seen 
I don't know. I'm looking forward for the new Battlefield for sure. Vanguard, though, um, I didn't play the beta because um, I didn't pre-order it or anything. But I seen, I definitely saw some gameplays. I mean, it's the same engine as Modern Warfare, which I like. I love the movement in that game. I feel like Modern Warfare does have the best movement. So that the engines on that is, I think that's a good. But on the gameplay aspect, I mean, it looks okay, but... I don't know how it'll be like once the game actually releases um, and if it's going to have BR or not. I don't know how they're going to take that into account. But the multiplayer aspect looked okay. I mean, it's like world, it's like Vanguard. It's like World War II vibes. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know. know if you've seen it. It sounds interesting. Gameplay. But yeah, it seems interesting, but I'm looking forward to the new Battlefield for real. I'm on a anti-video game streak right now. I'm sure like... You weren't really actually, a gamer, uh, though. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, but here's the thing. Like, I was really excited video game-wise because we've got, okay, we've got Spider-Man 2 coming out. We've got Wolverine now announced. That's dope. You'd probably like that. I mean, Spider-Man was a great game, and then those people go and put somebody with claws out there that's just going to rip people in half. That <laughs> sounds fun. Um, and there's, you know, there's a couple of games that I was really excited about, and then... Halo. One of the one of those being Madden 22, and then I go to play that the other day, right? Yeah. And I'm excited, and I mean, let's put it this way: computer computer put a whooping on me. I played all Madden for years, and I've never had a problem. Usually, we've we've got a problem of like I'm scoring too many points. We put on Madden 22. I did not score a single touchdown. I think I might have scored one. But I lost both games that I played against the computer. Damn. And me and homie are just playing mutt, like just like just trying to like start start this league off, you know, offline mode type shit. And like literally could not even like the game, it just feels broken. So broken. And I didn't want to believe it. Like I'd been seeing clips and stuff, and I was like, all right, cool. Talking to the homie, and he was like, nah, I think it's just clips. I haven't had too many problems uh just going in. And then we go to go play. And it's just, it was the worst experience ever. It made me not want to pick up a controller, like, at all. <laughs> yeah, I never really got into, like, the Madden games, so I have no idea, to be honest. Or NBA. It, it was depressing. I don't play sports games. <laughs> it was depressing. Um, let's get back to this list, though, because I don't want to, we're going to have to push all yeah, these questions to the power hour if we're not careful. Yeah. Um, let's see. Number, so three, number three, my yeah. number three, Holden Hardman. Uh, Holden Hardman, you're probably aware of because I interviewed him over on the Martyr. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I put him on there just because he took the top spot. I could have filled this complete list out with uh, with movie reviewers only because of that's where a majority of my time goes if it's content. Um, but I took off the person that I, I mean, honorable mention, honorable mention, John Campia, I took him off because Holden kind of just like is who I go to now if I'm going to watch a review. The thing that you were talking about with Gary V is what I will echo with Holden. He takes his passion and just completely turned it on its head and made content out of that. So he likes movies. He likes watching movies. He's showing his friends movies. And he literally blew up because he started the series my friend watches. So he's putting his friend on to all the old Spider-Man movies or all the old Harry Potter movies or all these movies that his friend never cared to watch growing up. He would just show him for the first time. And then the thing that I think takes his channel over the top against a lot of the people that are just reacting to movies is on top of doing the commentary, he will also 
come back and do usually 15, 20, the, they're getting longer and longer, but 15, 20, 30 minutes even sometimes having a discussion with his friends about what they thought about the movie. So nice. he's, you know, and then he'll come and do the whole MCU and get his friends together on a weekly basis and, you know, bi-weekly or whatever and watch all these movies. And he's bringing that sense of family, sense of friendship, sense of community to the movie watching. And I think that it was crucial through COVID. I think it's crucial now because a lot of people are having to watch movies alone or at their house, you know, not with the theater experience with, you know, people's reactions. And I think people don't really realize, but that shit feeds how you take in a movie, you know, when people are around you having a good time or not having a good time. Um, and he's, you know, now he's got his fiance. He's got my girlfriend watches, you know, a whole new series where he's taking her back and watching all these movies that they've watched just built a whole brand around his passion. So he, he won over all the other movie reviewer spots that I watch. I mean, Dylan is in trouble is another really similar channel. Um, just a dude like me that'll sit there and watch movies on Netflix and tear them apart. And just, it's hilarious to be able to watch him and he'll, he's so funny about it. He'll come in and recut a scene and be like, see, that's how they should have cut it. It'd be better if they did that. Huh? And like, Damn. he just really, he really gets geeky with it. So there's a lot of other movie reviewers to, uh, to talk about, but Holden Hardman, that's the one that won it. Nice. Who's your, who's your number four? So moving into number four, um, I put spiritual. So I don't know if you know this guy or not. Mm, no, I do not. I thought you were about to say Spiritual Samar, and I was like, I didn't know we were about to put ourselves on there like that. <laughs> yeah, so Spiritual Soul is who I put on. Um, so going into his content, his content is really, um, how should I say? So it's like spiritual, obviously, um, kind of what got me onto like this human retention, uh, some conspiracy shit. Uh, Bro, he brought that to the whiskey side. I can't believe you brought uh, it to the other platform now. Jesus. And then, uh, what else? Uh, so, <laughs> so mainly, that's like, about it. <laughs> no, and just, like, all the other shit. There's hella shit he's talked about um, yeah. throughout the years. I haven't I haven't been following him for that long, I'd say. probably. So what? what is he? Like, is he a self-help type guru, uh, philosopher dude? Like, nah, it's like some dude. Stuff? Nah, <laughs> I would just say it's just, like, some fool. Um, How would you describe his? Well, like, this his is videos? not his main channel. His main channel was uh, uh, Soul Illuminati is actually what his main channel is, and he just did it hit, that main channel was just like you know reactions and stuff like that. But he made this other channel to like bring light to other shit. Yeah, so it'd be like self help stuff, um, things that changed his life, uh, just different perspectives on different ideas and topics. And like, you know, it was like some of the breaking the matrix stuff, uh, what's going on really, um, shit like that. Some like deep stuff that goes, some of this, he posts on like on a monthly basis, maybe like a video a month or some shit. Oh, okay. Um, so they're, how long is a video? They're more in deep, in depth or like, maybe from like 10 minutes average. Okay. But it's like on, like, it's not like any like crazy video. It's just him like honestly like a facetime video like yeah were, but like, i mean for FaceTime. a side channel i mean i see a lot of stuff i see a lot of different things on side channels but i'd say they, more motivational kind of conspiracy and like uh self-help in a way and that's kind of like helped me push my shit out like you know being in nature and shit all that shit kind of you know influenced me in that path 
Okay. I see. So I kind of I put him on there for sure because that has um, changed my shit. But the scene of retention though, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Straight relapse though. So fuck. <laughs> Boy, you can't even word it like that. God damn. <laughs> Relapse, like he had a drug problem. <laughs> Jesus, oh my word, oh my word. That's one thing. Like I always laugh. I always laugh. Full transparency. Me and Someone are very close, and it's funny. Like I saw a video, made me think of you the other day, because take the challenge of thirty dude, days. I did beat thirty days though, but. Um, Jesus Take Christ. the challenge bro take I tried to give you an out in everything I tried to like segue <laughs> Oh my gosh Good job 30 days <laughs> Let's Get go. a medal and shit yeah. um, No but I was gonna say I, it just, I laughed cause like This fucking This dude was on a podcast And he's, he had his two friends like obviously to the side Like in the audience or whatever Studio audience whatever you wanna call it And uh, he was talking about like why those friends were like there through it all and stuff and it was funny because he was like those are the only friends that like i'm gonna sit here and tell them when they're fucking up like they did some shit that like hurts my feelings i'm gonna tell that motherfucker or like they're you know they're cutting up yeah, and they're they're not people doing gotta the thing. Have real conversations with their friends though exactly and so he's preaching on that and it was just so funny because i was like it, it was a mind check like i had to be like damn like it's partly because I don't have a lot of friends, bro. Like, but all my friends, I kind of like, I do that with at least all my good friends. You know what I mean? Like I have, I have people that I don't know well enough or like care to like, we don't spend enough time for it to really get that way one or the other. But I mean, shit with you, like it's always been second nature. Like we just, he had, he like, he worded it. So like he had to, you know, he spoke it. So like it had to be said, but as soon as I heard it, I was like, damn, that is like what we do. It was like, fuck. But at the same time, I say all that to say, that's one thing that we don't like talk about. What? <laughs> like, busting nuts, bro. Like, yeah, you just have busting nuts, bro. For real, Jesus this shit's not Christ. good, bro. They need I avoided it shit. on the podcast. I they need like, to stop doing so that shit, long. bro. For real, save that energy, man. That shit, you need that shit, bro. Fuck. Jesus. But that's what I'm saying. They made it so with all of the shit nowadays, it's always a test of your sexual fucking discipline, really. Especially on the like Instagram and shit. I don't even follow I even follow like all the females that I I didn't even follow females before to be honest. But fucking like all these models and shit, bro, it's just like or non stop posting that shit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, but at the end of the day, like They made it so easy, bro. <laughs> I mean, like, I just think people you just gotta have some like, self discipline, really. But I say take the practice, man. Like, it's just, not, it, you'll probably, it'll change your life, really, if you stay on the course. But it'll change your life. Yeah, change man. your life. What's okay? You don't know the benefits? Bro, I'm, I'm the one that, like, it was years ago now. It was probably two, I wanna say a year and a half or two years ago. You remember, I had just come across the comedy special. It sucks that I don't remember the name because it feels like I'm about to steal this joke, but it is 100% not my joke. But this dude, he's talking about um, how, like, uh, he's talking about basically how this lady is telling him what to do in the bedroom. And, like, 
I don't know, man. I'm getting all subconscious. Like, ah, I know who's listening and I don't want to say it. But at the same time, I'm just going to, okay, here we go. Basically, the the lady's like, all right, I'm going to tell you where to go. And he's like, nah, man, like, this is this is my life force. This is, this could, this could bring a whole new me into the picture. This is, this is energy. This is, this is essence. Like there's no way that I'm just gonna. And then he's like, you want me to just rub it on the sheet? Nah, you want me to, nah, I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, bro, like, and it was so funny at the time. And like, I don't know. I said that in, (laughs) in confidence to you that you would take it and be like, that was funny as a joke. And like, I remember in, I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember saying that to you and then just looking over and you weren't laughing. Like you didn't, it wasn't like you didn't get the joke. You were just like, damn, I never thought about it like that. And I was just like, damn, I knew something clicked. I was like, all right, but, and then you start doing all this research and shit. You, yeah. You're the one that found that term. I'd never heard of the term semen retention. I was like, I just, it just, I like saying it. That's just funny, bro. It just makes sense. I'm like, bro, like you're sitting here, like Damn, you got bro. energy. What do you do with it? I mean, that's something you could do, but that's who, like, you're not 14. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah, can't yeah. be life. That's what I'm saying. But take the challenge, man. I don't know, man. How the hell did we get that off topic, dude? <laughs> Talk about a top five list. That's why they're always good episodes. Something happens. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, something gets said and it gets off topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what number we're on. I'm pretty sure one of us on is on number four. You're on number Was four. Was that your number four? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, my number four is probably as far away from that as you could get. They, for a long time, they didn't even really make adult content. I still wouldn't say they do. Um, but Super Carlin Brothers. Um, that popcorn culture podcast is them. Uh, so yeah, so like I more listen to them for the podcast. Um, but I found their content and I would check up on their channel every once in a while, mainly when a movie was coming out, they would review and talk about theories behind Marvel movies, Disney movies, uh, Harry Potter, anything like that. So because a lot of their content on YouTube is more kid friendly, they steer very far away from doing anything that would make them not look very kid friendly but uh their podcast their brothers obviously so like they uh they bring an element to the podcast that's pretty cool because it's two sides of the same coin kind of in a in a in a way i think it's it's a good show because you get to hear a lot of the imagine you and salar being able to talk about all these different memories, the, the differences in the way that you see your parents or your, the other members of your family, you know, one of them is the older brother. One of them is the middle child of the family. And then they've got a younger brother. So like there are things that, you know, the, the older brother, for example, was talking about school the other time. Like he was like, dude, they gave me homework and I thought something was wrong. I was like, somebody surely will fix this. Like, this is a problem. I can't, I can't, but what is homework? And then the middle child, like the younger brother was sitting there like, yeah, dude, like I can't even imagine all the first that you were like so confused by that was just second nature to me because I was like, yeah, you had homework. So when I go to school next year, I'll have homework. And like, I knew how it worked because of you. And so it's, it's interesting to hear that dynamic. That's what I always think is so interesting with all these different podcasts that are popping up. I mean, we talk yeah, a lot about a lot bringing friendship it. and our relationship to the podcast, but everybody's different. Yeah, for sure. 
I'm interested though because we've got one left each, and a majority of it has all been YouTube content for me, at least. Um, for you, it's kind of been a little bit over there, but we've only had one or two people that truly have like a a formed podcast, at least on my right, list. I right. know Red and Link do. Holden Hardman, I would love to see a podcast, but he doesn't. Casey Neistat, same deal. Um, Super Carlin Brothers have a pretty good podcast that they've started up recently. I think they're about 100 episodes in, something like that. Um, Damn. But, I mean, that's kind of the thing. So, like, I haven't seen any podcast on yours. Is that going to break with this number five? Probably not. <laughs> this number five, <laughs> I didn't even... <laughs> But this number Probably five, not. I couldn't even freaking. It was a hard pick. I kind of just threw one on there, um, and this uh, one's okay. more of like a kind of the same thing as that one dude that does the public stuff. But it's more like a, a collective group that does it. So it's kind of like a group that's come out of each and every one. Like each of them, each person that's involved with this group has their own channels as well. But it's called the Daily Dropout. I don't know if you've heard of them at all. Have but, not, uh, have not. The Daily Drop. some good recommendations. Uh, so some of their shit's on YouTube. Most of it's on YouTube. But I see a lot of like the individual content on TikTok. Like the one guy that's in there is uh, Steven Sh- Shapiro, I think. I don't know if you heard of that fool or not. Steven His name Shapiro. rings a hell of a bell, but damn. I can't but he does all that right stuff now. too. So it's like funny stuff. Like... Um, just doing like crazy stuff in public, like you know, awkward interactions and just stuff like that. Uh, I feel like I, I actually get a laugh out of them. That's what I'm saying. Like I get a laugh out of these types of content, so that's why I put it on there because I see a lot. And that's just one like aspect. There's like a whole bunch of other people that do the same thing that I see on TikTok a lot too, and those videos yeah. really you know get my attention. So um, I For tend sure. to watch and like consume some of those. Um, and I just think they're funny. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just think they're funny. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. they're genuine, oh, yeah. though. You can know these are, like, more genuine than, like, some of the other, like, content that's like that. So. I like yeah. that. That's, what, that's the main thing that I probably would say I look for in content. It's a good point, though. No, my number five is probably the most genuine person that I have on here. Uh, Max Reisinger, or however you want to say it. I Ray don't Singer. know who that I don't is. Know. You do a little bit because we've talked about a lot about what he's doing in the past year. I, I've, we haven't known about him for that long, but he's the one that does that Perspectopia clothing line. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So the reason that he made my list is he is such a young kid. I think he just graduated high school, uh, just decided to take a gap year for college and work on content full time. Like, I think it's crazy because I was looking at my list and a lot of them are all people who have been doing it for a while or people that have a company behind them or have made a company yeah, behind them same. Um, and built up a brand. But this kid, man, like, did he just do that himself? And at su- such a young age, a lot of his first videos and a lot of the videos that I came across him for are talking about, like, how I run a company at 15 or how I manage a clothing brand at 16 and how I run content at 17. Like he's doing all this stuff and traveling and, you know, just creating hella cool experiences. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Just, you got to check out his channel. He's got a, you know, skydiving for his graduation, all that kind of good stuff that you'd see. And then he's been really good about traveling, you know, to different countries and spending, you know, freshman year here going, you know, across the, the States for, 
I guess the summer. I don't know. Like he's got a trip planned now. Says it's his longest drive that he's ever driven, 20-something hours. I don't know. And he's going across, and then he's staying there for a couple months. And then, you know, he just kind of travels around and creates content about his life and is like a true vlogger in the sense of, like, uh, I'm going to make a video and then walk around and talk about it. Rather than, like, making a video about what he's doing every day, he's like, what is something important to speak on? What can I do while I speak on that? You know, that type of thing. Um, but I had to put somebody that I felt was like up and coming. He's definitely more than up and coming. I mean, he is skyrocketing, but he's just, I I just, at such a young age, I just can't, I can't wait to see what he does next. Like that's, it's crazy. Like just the amount of like potential energy right there is, is unheard of to me. Um, but that's my list. That's my list. Yeah. My list I think that was a solid list for sure. My list was pretty good as well. Um, Do you have any honorable mentions? I guess not if the if, if you had a few people that you would have put on your list. Maybe not because you, you had struggled with your number five. Yeah, I struggled with the number five. But honestly, most of my... I honestly consume a lot of more TikTok content than like YouTube or like all the other stuff. So that's kind of where I get my entertainment, I'd say. Like, I don't even, like, Instagram, like, I don't even fuck with Instagram, for real. Um, <laughs> it's just, like, not even that great, for real. Because um, I don't feel like people really try, it's not really, like, video content. It's just pictures, for the most part. I mean, you'll see some, like, the reels are, you know, I post my clips on the reels and shit here and there. Yeah. But, uh, um, I don't it's really It's just get an extension of all the other platforms. Yeah, I, I don't really piece. say... Yeah, I'd say it's a connecting piece to get more personal, like get more on the personal side of someone's like, you know, live from their content in a way, I'd yeah. say, or it's just an extension, like you said. So I don't really use like yeah. Instagram that much. I mean, I go on there like daily, though, but it's not like I say. Well, so then you there. probably just you probably just answered it. But this we'll get to the questions of the week right now. We got to fly through a couple uh what is your favorite app or what is TikTok. your favorite platform? Unfortunately, okay, so they got is me. Is that the one that you're on the most, like yeah, absorbing? Bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to okay. All right, today's Sunday. This number probably will be not good. Let's go to my screen time real quick. This will probably oh, not be Lord. good. What, the week view? Uh, no, it starts on Sunday, so I got to actually change this week. Hold up. Um, well, fuck. <laughs> Oh, 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 last week. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Sheesh. <laughs> um, so last week, so from Sunday to Saturday, uh, I spent a total of 15 hours and 43 minutes on TikTok. Whoa. Damn. What? <laughs> Bro. What? I mean, I'm I'm looking at mine right now. That shit says an hour and thirty minutes, thirty three minutes. Yeah, that shit. I'd be on that bitch, man. And I I did a lot of I was I was trying to do a lot of research on there last week, trying to figure out how to use the app better. Damn. Yeah. Jesus so, Christ, you are in deep. Yeah, that shit's. I mean, the app. I the see a lot of that I use the most there, is Spotify because I listen to podcasts on it by far. But, and um, as soon as I turn off the podcast, 
Damn. I'm probably listening to music for a little bit, like Sheesh. if not double the time. Like yeah, it's, they got my ass, it, man. It, <laughs> yeah, by far. Yeah, that's where I see my shit. I'm learning, I mean, I got a lot of good information from TikTok too, though. But um, you know, man, that's some crazy hours, though. That's some, that's some yeah. crazy hours. Yeah. I, as I said, I don't even watch TV and shit either. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't yeah, I mean, that's watch. a good that's a good point to make too. Is that neither of us. Like, like I'll watch hella movies. Like I got streaming services on deck, but neither one of us like pay for cable. But the main time I do consume it is like before I go to bed, which ain't good. Um, That's why you're staying up so long. It takes you so long to fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> okay, so uh, next question, maybe the last one, because we might have to push a couple to the power hour. Power but I will. we we will see. We will see. Uh. What do you think the biggest change is when it comes to the kind of content that you absorb now versus 10 years ago? So, like, how do you think the content that you watch has changed over the years? The content that I watch changed. Um, back in the day, like, I don't even know if I was really consuming content as much, to be honest. It was mainly like, I don't even know, bro. Like, I didn't even follow, like, main, like, I didn't even really, like, I don't know, to be honest. I think the main difference that I saw in it was, like, I would, I would see a lot of, like, what I was doing, you know, back in the day, like, the algorithm wasn't there, you know what I mean? So, like, part of it was that I was, like, searching for it, and then I would see stuff related to what I was searching for. So, for example, if we're playing a video game, and I start watching you know gameplay of that video game i might find a creator through that and watch him play a different game you know something like that yeah um and a lot of their content was instructional i think i want to say like a lot of times maybe it's just how we were as kids but a lot of it was like how-to videos or you know instructional videos on like how to kickflip and like stuff like that um or like experimental it's like how much fucking layers of rubber bands does it take to not break a phone or some bullshit yeah stuff like that a lot of shit like that was popping yeah like just uh i don't know instructional was probably the best word and then nowadays it i would change the word to like informational like now it's more like I'm watching something to learn something about this or that. And even if it's an entertainment thing, like such as like good mythical morning or something like that, I still expect some kind of level of, Hmm, didn't know that. Or like, Oh, okay. If I wanted to do that, this would be how, you know, type shit. Um, I just think that's, I less for entertainment, more for, you know, use and like, purpose nowadays i guess would be what i see when i look at my search engine like it's not it's not too different it's still you know based around my passions based around the stuff that i'm interested in anyway but rather than how-to videos it's more like watching somebody else do it i don't know it's a very small difference but that's what i think the the flip was people stopped wanting to people stopped like talking to the camera in the sense of like Mm. maybe it's the opposite like people started talking to the camera as if i was actually there you know what i mean before or now well like 
now because what i was gonna say yeah. is people stopped talking to the camera like it wasn't a person like they would just like they would kind of like they, they would look at the camera but they would speak as if no one was there you know what i mean yeah but now like now they talk and they like address you or like you know like hit that like and subscribe button you know you always hear whatever yeah. it is but I don't know content. There's it's a hard question because there's a million different ways the content has changed. Yeah, it's gotten and it's a lot changing better. Changing still to this day, so <laughs> it's gotten a lot longer too. Yeah, man. Should have put the yeah, Hodge man. twins on there. <laughs> Shoot, bro, it's like you're <laughs> manifesting the questions right here. The last question I've got for the day: uh, Give me two creators that you would like to see collaborate. Collaborate, sheesh, yes, sir. Sheesh. Okay, smoking that. <laughs> um, uh, he laughs. Oh man, dude, I have no idea, man. To be honest, if anything, I want to collaborate with someone. Shit. Okay, then what's the creator that you want to collab with the most? Collab with the most, I'd have to say fucking. Sheesh. If I got a chance. I'd like to fucking collab. I'd say with Nick Merckx, man. That shit would be lit, bro. <laughs> Back-to-back headshots with Nick Merckx featuring Simone Almighty. And you probably <laughs> think I'm crazy with my reactions, but... <laughs> yeah. If I, if I got into... Bro, if I played with him a few games, I'd be like, damn. I'd be crazy as shit. <laughs> if I was going to put two collaborators in the same room... Honestly, I mean, you've seen enough of Red and Link with me to know kind of their personality type, right? Yeah, I'd say so. I would like to see them in the same room, just because you just brought them up, but in the same room with the Hodge twins. That Hodge shit would be twins. hilarious. Just like, but I don't know, you know the Hodge gym twins video. on some shit though. Now I don't know. I don't really like their, on some shit. What do you mean? On some like I don't know. I don't really. I only see like what they post on Instagram. I don't watch their videos anymore. But I feel like it's more political content now. Ah, I haven't watched their stuff in three or four years, but yeah, damn, yeah, that's like that's the last person shit. or the last people I would have thought would ever go political. I know that's what I'm saying. So I was like shocked, really. Them gorillas, no, like dude, those like, shits were they, hilarious, bro. I used to watch <laughs> the damn. They were, but like, what do they know about politics? I think yeah, like some Shoot. of like their merge is like like liberal con like they're like bashing liberals or some shit i don't know ah i see yeah. i see so i don't know what they switched up like that but those workout videos bro i learned a lot from the workout videos but the food reviews were hilarious as fuck too it's kind of why i started doing it yeah man yeah 100 <laughs> percent. you want to get a whiskey fact before we get out of here let's get this whiskey fact in man all right, so this one is about moonshine, okay? So Never had moonshine it. counts as a whiskey fact because it is typically unaged whiskey with a high alcohol content, and it's usually illegal. That's why you have not had it, Simone. So good on you. Look at you not incriminating yourself today. Um, Fuck all that. It's called moonshine, <laughs> though, because it would be created under the light of the moon so that it was hidden from the eyes of the authorities. So, uh. like... Motherfuckers had to make it at night because they didn't want to get caught by the cops. Yeah. So then they started, as they just called it moonshine after that. But I thought that was cool. 
it's not good you wouldn't like it nah, <laughs> we'll no put it at that we'll leave it at that that shit's funny though because like uh i think it was it had to have been a year or two now but uh a friend of mine like he got caught like having moonshine in his possession and like he got caught basically because of how potent it smelled like there was no <laughs> there was no way that he was able to gonna be or there's no way that he was gonna be able to justify that this was like regular alcohol like it smells like stuff that you should not be putting in your body yeah you know I mean? like it's yeah, so potent <laughs> you know like that isopropyl alcohol smell yeah like some rubbing alcohol shit bro <laughs> bro Straight people used to drink like, that shit bro people still drink that shit man. that's what so are you fucked about? up bro that's <laughs> fucked up bro that's not oh, even man. that's like on the some rehabilitation fool <laughs> <laughs> rehabilitation and it's in there and you're like you know what are you in here for and he's like Drank a bunch of rubbing alcohol. That's like <laughs> fucked up, bro. Oh man, kids will be kids. Kids ain't drinking that shit though. I mean, let's okay. Teenagers will be teenagers. Yeah, when we amend. Like, yeah, because <laughs> teenagers do a lot of shit they shouldn't do. I know, man. Especially now, kids nowadays, bro. I don't know what they be on, but you think kids are worse now or? Then? Hopefully, they're doing well, but probably not. <laughs> I mean, I assume, we were. If they're under the right it. influence, they're probably okay. But if they're not under the right influence, they can be all fucked up. I think they're all right. I mean, at least they're inside. They're on their phones all the time. So like, we were outside. It's dangerous outside. We were outside, get in, man. Get it into was, trouble outside. Yeah, man. We, those were the days, though. Still, man. Still good memories. Good memories. Good memories. In general, I think they're. I mean, mostly good. <laughs> There's trouble to be made outside, though. Yeah, you can. You never know what can happen. You never know what can happen. That's a good tagline. You never know what can happen. Here at the Whiskey Sour Hour, man. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they know what they're going to get usually. I hope they do, at least by now. Oh. As always, check us out at Whiskey Sour Hour on all platforms, and be sure to subscribe to become a member of the Sour Society and gain access to exclusive content. Make sure, if you haven't already, to head over to themartyrmedia.com so you can check out the Pink Whiskey Teas. You can get links to all that in the description below, along with a spot to hop into the Discord. And be sure to send in your questions, theories, comments, or concerns to whiskey at sourhourpod.com so that you can be featured on a later episode. We want to thank you guys so much for your time, and we hope you had as much fun listening to as we did making this week's episode. We'll catch you next week. Always remember, make it a double. Thank you.